Yeah, Lord Jesus, thank you. Uh, no, I'm just so grateful for you, God. You're you're incredible. You you know futures, you know past, you know every situation that's going. You um, know knew in advance um, that word that um, this group of people would be gathered in this room this morning. And uh, Lord, I I'm so grateful for you for your presence and the things that you're doing. Like in the in the words of that song, uh, even when we don't see it, or even when we don't feel it, you're you're moving and you're doing your thing. And um, Lord, uh, I, I pray that you give me the words to preach this morning, um, but most of all, it's not, a, it's not about words, Lord, I, I pray that each of us here would, would encounter you. Yeah, yeah. You're the, you're the life changer. You're the source of all goodness, of all love, of all joy. Yeah, and if, oh, the more we can come to that place of knowing you, um, the more freedom we'll, we'll discover. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Uh, so, yeah, like Chris said, the Advent season hasn't started yet, but um, but we've started it here um, for a very practical reason, and it's because we're going to be having our Christmas service on the 15th of December. So we thought in order to get through the um, the four Christmas themes of Advent, um, we'd start a week a week uh, a few weeks earlier. So we started last week. Um, I preached about hope. Um, and the the incredible sort of the incredible um, uh, hope that that um, that followers of Jesus can have, which is all uh, based on on the character and the goodness of God, the the faithfulness of God, who God has been in the past, and um, we look back to the things that he that he's that he's done, uh, the things that we can read about in, in the Bible, and the things that we've um, seen in, uh, even in our own lives or in the lives of other other Christians, and that gives us hope for the future that um, the Lord is going to be doing um, doing a good thing and, and bringing this whole story um, uh, together in the way that, that He wants. So the, the first uh, Advent, Advent theme is hope, and the second one is peace. So today it's peace. Today it's peace, and. Um, Peace again, like a like a like a ma- like a massive word, and something that our 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 world really needs, our city, uh, our communities really really need. Um, and the the peace of the the peace of the peace of the Lord is more than more than simply um, more than the absence of, absence of of feeling fear or feeling anxiety, but it's but it's a um, I mean it includes that, but it's a massive peace, a massive big picture peace. That um, that you know, okay. What would what would a world be like if there were no wars? Um, we could probably sing a Beatles song now, eh, Dad? Uh, no, you know, no wars. Or the the biblical word is, is shalom, and it's this um, it's this, it's this mess. It's a beautiful picture, which um, I think it's Tim Keller talks about, like a a tapestry or um, or um, like a weaving where things all all are coming together and, and sort of like perfect. Perfect harmony, kind of the way that things are meant to be, and so there's this massive picture of, of peace and shalom. But I think that um, when I first think about peace, usually I'm just thinking about what's going on going on in here, and I think that's a powerful thing as well. So uh, I thought I'd start with a um, I'll start with a wee story. Some of you might have heard this before, but um, when I was um, when I was in my fourth year of university, I, I decided I was going to do um, I was going to do honours, 
and um, <clears throat> we turned up turned up in our first uh, I don't know the first uh, meeting, and there was I don't know maybe about twenty people in that class, thirty people, and um, and I discovered for the first time that um, that there was no lectures for that year, and I was really used to the classroom style. You know, had done um, high school and then. And then into the undergraduate of university, where it was, uh, you know, you have your lectures and you're kind of told what you need to, um, no, told what you need to read and what you need to study. And then we turn up, and there was no, we're told that there's no lectures. Instead, there was going to be seminars each week, and we were the ones that were going to be ha having to present these seminars. Uh, they were going to give us topics. We have to present these seminars, and at the end of the year, there was going to be an exam. And inside, I'm thinking, but well, how do we know what's going to be in the exam? Like, we'll just have to sort of make it up. I guess, and then and then the other part of it was this: um, you had to do a research project, and I don't know what it was about that what it was about that meeting, but oh, I just felt that felt that dread in my heart that I think probably a lot of you would better relate, relate to in some in some sort of uh, some sort of way, like this dread, which just robs you of all uh, of all joy and of all pleasure and. Um, I remember going home and I was trying to trying to relax in front of the TV and all I could think about was I'm going to fail this year. I've got no chance. Um, I'm not as smart as my brother, and um, and yeah, I've got a no, I've got no hope. <laughs> it's actually true. These are the sorts of things I, I would, I'd think to myself, and I was like, this went on for weeks. And then, but then I think in the uh, so we had we had to do a research project, and uh, the way that worked was they had a list of projects with um, with the supervisors next to it, and none of the projects interest me. I mean, biochemistry it's um, not the most exciting of topics anyway. Um, so don't ask me why I did a PhD in it, but um, <laughs> accidental. And uh, so I. Anyway, so there was a list of the projects, and then there was a list of list of the names of people supervising, and there was one guy, one of the lecturers that I that I quite liked from the undergraduate, and so undergraduate classes, and so I prayed, Lord, if you're with me in this, if you're with me, then I pray that I get the um, this this man as my I get this project so he can be my supervisor. And so sure sure enough, um, the Lord was with me, and I got I got the project, and. Um, over the course of the year, I had like massive ebbs of uh, of fear and anxiety and everything like that. Um, I mean, it, it kind of it sort of de de decreased a bit, and then when you got to exams, it, it um, peaked, but managed to get through it. But I think the one of the things that I realised is that when you know that God is with you, uh, you can do you can probably do anything. And I've been thinking about this heaps, heaps and heaps over the last uh, few months. The idea that if we know, if we know that God is with us, then any situation we're in, there's going to be a, there's going to be a confidence in that, like an incredible confidence in it. Um, any sort of any sort of battle, any sort of uh, like persecution or um, conflict with another person, if we really knew that we had the Lord of the universe. Um, the one that created all things and knows all things at our side, in our in our hearts and and surrounding us, then all of a sudden our confidence for those situations would uh, really really changes. And um, like a verse that I often go, uh, uh, the the psalm that I often go back to is um, uh, a lot of people's favourite Psalm 23, which says, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. 
So far, so good, right? That sounds, that sounds pretty good. And then you get to the next part. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And this is starting to not make sense anymore. Like walking through the darkest valley, or in, in other translations, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that's the most scary. That's one of the most scary things we can face when um, like either we're facing death or somebody that we love is facing death. Even though, even though we walk through um, those those kind of places, if we know that the Lord is with us, we we somehow fear no evil. And I think it's coming back to this confidence about who God is. That God is God is life. That God is love. That God has got our. God has got it. God has us in the palm of His hands, and then it talks about like you're with me, your rod and your rod and your staff. They comfort me, and I kind of wonder, well, what is that, Lord? What is the rod and the staff? And I don't really know, but I do know, and I don't have it with me today, my big Bible. But I know that like holding on to holding on to my Bible and reading the words in, in the Bible, that's that's sort of a comfort. And then you get to the next part. What translation am I even reading? NRSV apparently. And it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You're like, that's crazy. Imagine uh, being in the, in the presence of somebody who really hates your guts um, and being able to eat. Because if you're like me, when you, when you feel anxiety or feeling afraid, the last thing you want to do is enjoy a meal. And yet you have this, this verse which says that somehow even in that situation, I'm able to enjoy this meal that's... Um, that's prepared by God. A tangent, which I'm allowed to do because none of this is planned, right? So a tangent. But I was just thinking the other day about um, if Jesus was a little bit disappointed in food when he when he came to earth, when he was on earth. Because Jesus was the one that, you know, God is the one that created um, like this perfect world. And, and it would have been... Um, uh, the best food ever, the best fruit and, fruit and veggies uh, back in the Garden of Eden, beautiful strawberries and avocados and everything like that. And I wonder if he, when he turned up and um, he's you know, having dinner in, in Galilee and Nazareth, if he goes, oh, yeah, yeah this is all right, but <laughs> this is nothing like what, I, what I'm used to. Anyway, so the Lord prepares a table before us. The Lord prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So even in that, even in that place of uh, what have we talked about, like being in the shadow of death or being in the presence of our enemies, like greatest fears, like being so afraid of failing in honors or whatever it is, whatever situation that you're afraid of at the moment or I'm afraid of, even in that situation, the Lord is with us. The Lord is with us right now, like on a, on a Sunday, on a Sunday morning. The Lord's presence is here. We don't have to worry about things not going to plan. Things basically never go to plan in this church. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Like even in those situations. Somehow our cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. That's, that's, that's a, peace is powerful. I reckon peace like that is so powerful. We would be able to do anything if we really, really um, could discover that, um, that, that confidence of knowing that God is with us and that everything that we need 
the, deep, the depths of the things that we need, we can find in his presence and in, um, in relationship with him. Um, it says in Isaiah 9, 6 to 7, and I read this out last week. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish will accomplish this one of the names of God one of the names of Jesus is Prince of Peace the Prince of Peace and as I, as I was saying before like the, the peace is, is not only the absence of fear like it's not just being able to as individuals go through shadows of death or to, through anxieties and things like that but, but it's a, it's a, it's a far reaching peace that can extend through uh, communities, through cities um I think I mentioned it last week, but there's there's a there's a massive uh, climate of fear, all right, and um, and it's around climate change, like um, like a like a like a fear, like a I don't know how to how you describe it, but a, but I think a fear that is um, not necessarily grounded in um, in reality. Um, in, in the sense that um, it's a it's a fear that is sort of around um, that we're all doomed, that we're all like destruction is is on its way, and um, and there's nothing we can do about it. Or if we all, if we all kind of manage to pull together internationally, then we're able to do do something about it. Does it kind of am I kind of making kind of making sense of it? Um, it's it's yeah, it, and 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 it's a and it's a fear which I don't think is right. I think there's there's a part of it which is not um, which is not good. But even but even with that going on, I think we as as believers we can carry the peace of the Lord into into all sorts of different situations, and go. Even if even if the um, even if this you know everything's going to go to custard. Every even if. Um, we're afraid about what life's going to be like in 50 years, even if it's going to be really bad. Like we can have confidence that the Lord's going to be with us, that the Lord is going to be our, be our confidence in those situations. And, and I think that is, that, is, um, where, that is sort of the peace that I think passes all understanding. Like it's, a, it's an incredible thing. I'm not going to talk for much longer. But I did want to share, I'm just thinking about... Um, um, this church in Wellington City, and um, most of you will know that, uh, that I took over um, from Dad as pastor of uh, Capital Vineyard about back in August a year or so ago. And I've been thinking and praying a lot about what what do you want us to look like, Lord Jesus? What do you want uh, Capital Vineyard what's to to be in in Wellington? And I've been having sort of like a um, a slow unveiling, if you like, of of um, of what I think the Lord is directing us to. And part of the picture is like a, is like a, of a spearhead, um, with this with the spear um, 
I guess like penetrating into 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 darkness or into um, a world that has um, got a lot of things that aren't right in it. And I and I feel like the Lord wants us to be um, be the be be a part of the spearhead, um, piercing into piercing into the city in in ways that He's going to direct us to to bring uh, to bring life, to bring peace, to bring uh, goodness, to bring mercy, to bring the love of the Lord, and to bring His His I guess His purposes in, into Wellington. I feel like there's um, there's a significance with where we are, where we are sitting in uh, in this part of town in Thorndon. Um, I, I sometimes think about like when we're kind of like pointing in this direction, um, worshiping. Then we're more or less pointing towards Parliament, and and, and all around this area we've got uh, uh, embassies and um, sort of government level uh, leadership going on. And I think that the Lord has has for us purposes in um, bringing his bringing his. Uh, his kingdom and his his messages into those situations, and maybe it's only through through worship, in that sense, or through prayer and intercession. But I, th- I believe too that God is going to equip us uh, more and more to be able to actually um, get our hands a wee bit dirty out on the streets, or serving in serving in the in the communities around this area. Because we are so blessed with knowing God. Yeah? Amen. Amen. The Lord is good. The Lord is so good. We like I'm talking about I'm talking about having a having a peace that passes all understanding, but where else where else in our world are you gonna go get something like that? Beer's not gonna do it. I don't think marijuana does it, but you know, can't talk from experience. Like, like all these kind of things that, that people try to try to reach to to get get that kind of peace, it's not going to work. And yes, yeah, we've got this, we've got the secret, and we're ah, oh, Lord Jesus, Lord, that you would you'd give us the confidence and the boldness to know that this message is true, that we that your that your gospel is good, not just for us, um, but good for good for everybody. That we would take the take the words of that prophecy in Isaiah. That of of the greatness of your government and peace there will be no end. Lord Jesus, would you help us? Would you bless us? Lord. All right, I'm done. <laughs>